Hi everyone, ready to uh, go into lesson six on getting to know the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're studying right now the power gifts out of the three categories uh, that the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are broken into. So this is lesson six and um, I'll be giving you some scriptures. And remember yours is a lot shorter than the ones we have on Thursday uh, from five to six. Uh, PM at the church, but anyway, you'll get the main, um, the main drift of everything, prayerfully. So, uh, always our study scripture is Second uh, Timothy two fifteen. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so we're looking at the power gift of miracles on today and as I said this is Bible study lesson number six now the power gifts are all supernatural manifestations of the Holy Ghost meaning uh, since it is a divine act and is from the Holy Spirit then you have to realize that even though some people do sensationalize the gifts some people uh, use it for show but it is not for show none of the gifts are for show are to bring attention to human beings. It's all about God and it's all about the Holy Spirit, okay? So we thank God, amen, for this gift. The word miracle is defined as an event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers. A miracle occurs through divine or supernatural causes. And I want you to look at a scripture, read Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. When you want to ask yourself, what is the meaning of the gift of working of miracles? Just what transpires, what happens? Okay, let me read this for you, uh, to you, Acts 19, 11, and 12. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were bought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So this is showing the divine act and how miracles transpired when Paul was preaching. And uh, demons fled, demons went out of people, and people were healed. So uh, one, physical, spiritual, and emotional conditions are reversed when miracles are worked. When the working, the gift of working miracles, when that's in process, then you can expect to see physical, spiritual, and emotional conditions reversed and those that are receiving prayer. Uh, you can see as when Jesus told the man to stretch out his withered hand and his hand was made whole. Glory to God. So that indeed is a miracle. Also, uh, anointing the eyes of the blind with spit and clay, a miracle once again. So, you know, a lot of times miracles were worked simply by the speaking of the word. Jesus didn't always lay hands on people. Sometimes he simply spoke the word and miracles were manifested in the life of Jesus. Also notice that with Paul, demons are driven out just by making contact with Paul's handkerchiefs. Now you know you can take as many handkerchiefs as you want. You can take as many colors as you want, except you have the gift of working miracles, then putting them on somebody's body won't bring forth a miracle. But People took articles from the Apostle Paul's body, some of his clothing to people that uh, that maybe sick ones they had at home. They couldn't 
traveled to where he was when they took them back then a miracle occurred the person was instantly raised up instantly healed which means physically so spiritually so emotionally so whatever the condition was then uh, that was reversed why because a miracle occurred there was no explanation for it Paul wasn't even there but what happened when they took a man a piece of his uh, not a piece of his garment but they used a handkerchief from his body glory to God so that's what happened and that's an example of a, of a miracle so uh, also read Acts 8 4 through 8 Acts chapter 8 verses 4 through 8 I'm going to turn over there for you um, well for me you can write it down and do a little um extra research on it if you want to but this is talking about Philip and I'm being real careful with my Bible here okay Acts 8 4 through 8 says therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them and the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. So they're talking about Philip here, and if you notice that uh, Philip was among those that were chosen, the first seven that were chosen uh, over in, uh, earlier in Acts with Stephen and the others to care for the uh, widows and for distributing things in the church. We call them the first deacons. But if you notice that Philip uh, didn't have a title as an apostle or even then he didn't say as a, as a deacon uh, when, he was, when he was chosen, but he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit used him to work miracles. He did great works when the church was persecuted and they had to leave Jerusalem and they were scattered out Wherever they went, wherever they went, of course, they took the Lord along with them. Of course, the Holy Spirit was active in them. And, of course, miracles occur, uh, did occur. Now, you don't have to, which should comfort somebody's mind, that you don't have to have a title to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. You do have to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And if up to the Holy Ghost, whether he gives you one gift or whether you have all nine gifts, that's totally up to him. Remember that back in our previous lessons. But the fact of the matter is, being uh, you don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a prophet or an evangelist. You don't have to be a pastor or a teacher. All you have to do is be saved. All you have to do is to have received the plan of salvation, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believing that God raised him indeed from the dead and that he's now seated at the right hand of God. And that true to his word, God poured out his spirit on Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, as he said in Joel 2.28, in the last day, said, God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and the spirit of God is alive and well and the Holy Spirit is the one within us First uh, John 4 and 4 greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world so the Holy Spirit is within us for such a time as this and if you have the gift of working miracles then you will notice uh, 
in your ministry, when you're preaching, when you're evangelizing, when you're praying for others, then sure you will notice some supernatural things happening, glory to God. Why? Because you have the gift of working miracles, okay? Does, uh, so you read that and realize and be comforted and don't feel like, well, I, I didn't do it because I'm not, I'm not an apostle, I'm not a bishop, I'm not an elder, I'm not even called to preach. But that's all right. Are you baptized with the Holy Spirit? These gifts doesn't come from, the, from, from people. They come from God. They come from the Spirit of God. And God is no respecter of person. So if you will uh, put, put a pool up on the anointing that is within you and stop being fearful of what people may say or think, if you will use it, glory to God, what the Lord has given you, pray and get an understanding as to what your gifts are. The more you use the gift, glory to God, the more, the more you will be able to uh, maintain your stance and to maintain your faith in the works of Christ within you. And you won't be bothered about what someone else may think or what someone else may see. You know, old folks say the proof is in the pudding. It's in eating the pudding. You can't look at a pudding or a cake or a pie and tell how it tastes. It's in the tasting, it's in the eating, uh, praise God. So stop underestimating the gift of the Holy Spirit in you, whatever it may be, and think and praise God for it, and then use it, then use it, dear hearts. So as you read those two uh, scriptures, Acts 19, 11, and 12, 11 through 12, and Acts 8, 4 through 8, you realize, glory to God, how the miracles work in the lives of the early church. Now, the scripture uses the word miraculous signs and wonders to describe the outcome of people coming into contact with the Holy Spirit as they worked through Philip's life, miraculous signs and wonders, meaning that there was not a simple explanation for it. They couldn't say that uh, it was some type of ointment used or, or some type of spray, you know, or not, not, not any type natural remedy was used. This was strictly by the power of the Holy Ghost. And um, many paralyzed people were healed so that the impotent limbs, you know, impotent means lacking in power, strength, or vigor, uh, physical strength, or good health. They functioned the way God uh, intended for them to function. They were no longer weak. The, the arms was no longer uh, dangling uselessly. If there was a stroke victim there and someone had had a stroke and the arm was withered or drawn up and they couldn't use it, then they were able to use it. Why? Because of the gift working of miracles, okay, working of miracles. And they found that that limb was no longer useless from the stroke, but it had full potential once again. It was no longer impotent. It was no longer lacking in power or strength. Why? Because of the gift of work instantaneously, instantaneously, the arm was made whole by the power of the Holy Ghost and the gift of working on miracles. And who? The Apostle Paul? No, not right now. We're talking about Philip. Uh, we're talking about Philip, praise God. One of the, we say he was one of the first seven deacons of the church, that that is actually where uh, the deaconship came from over in Acts, the sixth chapter. I believe it is that you'll read that. So about uh, everything that was going on during that time. So if you want to read that just to catch up, then go ahead, help yourself. You can't read too much, and neither can you study too much. So Acts chapter 6 is where you read about actually the first deacons and them setting them forth to do what they did. Okay, also now read Acts chapter 8. We're still in chapter 8, and I don't know why I turned, 
but we're in chapter 8, and also as you look at uh, chapter 8, look at the 17th and the 21st verse, verse 17 through 21. And it says, Then laid there their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. For your heart is not right in the sight of God, Acts 8 and 17. So who is this Simon? Simon is a sorcerer, and he wasn't just a, a, a small person. Actually, the city listened to him. He had great he had bewitched them, and he was thought highly by the people. Glory to God. And when he saw how the um, apostles laid hands and, on people and they received the Holy Ghost, then he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it, and he thought that it could be bought by money. He thought that the gift of laying on of hands and people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit could be bought by money. Glory to God. And... Uh, and, of course, he received a, a strong rebuking from Peter. Peter realized that his heart wasn't right. It's one thing about the Holy Spirit, glory to God, and about the works of God. I mean, God is no respect to a person. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. It doesn't matter uh, the shape of your body or the color of your skin, glory to God. I mean, the Holy Spirit will move in you and work with you, glory to God. And all you have to do is make yourself available, all right? All you have to do is make yourself available. Simon the sorcerer wanted to buy the gift of God, which wasn't for sale. It wasn't for sale. Praise God. Amen. you got to come through Jesus Christ. Glory to God. You've got to come through the door that God provided. Praise God. And you, one again, must be born again. You must, amen, be born again and know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Savior. Then, again, you must be baptized with the Holy Ghost, okay? So this is how the gifts come. The gift of God cannot be purchased. Peter rebuked Simon, and uh, rebuking is uh, to criticize sharply. Criticize sharply. Told him his heart wasn't right. And these days you say some things like that to somebody in front of people, whether you're in front of people or not, they go find a new church home. You know, bye. But anyway, they were criticized. Criticized sharp, sharply. Uh, he rebuked him. Why did he not take him to the side? You might say, why didn't he just pull him to the side and explain things to him? Because he said it openly in front of everybody. This let everybody know in case anybody else was thinking that way, that uh, the gifts of God are not for sale, glory to God. And the price has already been paid. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. The price has been paid by Jesus, and there isn't any money that could purchase, amen, the gift of God uh, Amen, as Simon wanted to do. Now, he was a sorcerer. He was used to getting paid, no doubt, for his, uh, for the things that he did in the city, bewitching people and using uh, the devil's tools to do certain things. But right here, he saw something that he could not do. He saw something that he did not have. And being uh, newly saved, per se, because he did believe and he did get baptized. So you could say that there was an error on his part, a grave error on his part. And Peter, uh, indeed, rebuked him. And he rebuked him sharply. But he also gave him a chance. 
after telling them that his heart was not right in the sight of God. He told them to repent, therefore, this day, verse 22, wickedness of your wickedness, and pray to God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I perceive that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you've spoken come upon me. So he wanted them to do the praying. Peter told him to pray, and he said, well, pray for me uh, to God, that none of these things come up on me. So I, I suppose he was repenting. Maybe, you know, sometimes people have more confidence in the pastor's prayer than they do their own prayer or in the deacon's prayer more than they do their own prayer. You can tell people to pray, and they'll say, well, you pray, pray for me. Why? Because I know God hear you, and I'm not sure about me. I still got some issues in my life. I'm not there yet. So I said, well, come on, we'll just pray together. We'll pray together, glory to God, and we'll leave the rest, you know, up to the Lord. So they, Peter told him what to do after he rebuked him, told him to repent, told him to pray that nothing uh, would come up on him, that no chastisement from the Lord would come up on him. And I don't know how that turned out. It didn't say but there's a grave warning, glory to God, into trying to uh, use the uh, Holy Spirit or the gifts of God uh, for for spiritual gain, for gain. Not spiritual gain, but just for gain. We would say praise God. Okay, but uh, I think, well, just maybe it was a mistake on his part. Maybe it was a mistake on his part. And it certainly was thinking that he could buy the Holy Spirit, but it came from somewhere. Where did it come from? Peter said it came from his heart. He was in the what? The, in bitterness. He said, I perceive, verse 23, that you're in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. So he had some stuff in him. He had some things in him. And even though he had uh, believed and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, and gotten saved, he had been baptized. You have to read. Start reading in verse nine. Okay, then and look at verse thirteen. It says then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. It says he was baptized. He believed and was baptized, and that means he was baptized with water. He was new. He had not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If so, he would not have tried to buy the gifts of the Holy Ghost or the gift of the Holy Ghost. So. This right here, everybody make mistakes when they're first saved, and it didn't go on and elaborate whether or not Philip went on to repent and uh, to get his heart right and to get rid of the bitterness and the other stuff that was within him. I hope he did, but it doesn't say. So I won't speculate on it, but this was a, a good lesson for all of us because sometimes we can go through hard things. Sometimes stuff can just plain old not only leave you angry and leave you broken, it can leave you bitter. And bitterness holds the door open for a lot of other spirits to come in. And no one is trying to get with the enemy's program. So it's a good time and it's a good place, glory to God, to stop, to examine yourself, examine your own heart, and make sure that there's no bitterness uh, in your heart, no bitterness in your heart, no hidden iniquity in you. Do like David, you know, ask the Lord to search your heart and see if there's any evil way, if there's any a way that's not pleasing to the Lord in you. And if it is, then repent of it. That's as simple as that. That's what Peter told Simon to do, told him to repent. So when you repent of it, and as the Lord revealed it to you, then don't do it anymore. 
That means you turn from it and simply don't do it anymore and go on with the Lord. You know, Jesus is coming back soon and very soon. The Lord is coming back. And I know for a matter of fact that in getting to know the Holy Spirit and getting to know uh, his gifts and getting to know um, how he worked, glory to God, in us and worked with us. And when we read these examples of how he worked in Peter's life, how he worked in the Apostle Paul's life, how he worked in Philip's life, glory to God, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. The Lord God does not change, and the Holy Ghost is God in us, and he's God with us. All we have to do, glory to God, is to come up, glory to God, come up to the bar, come up to the standard that the word of God has set for us and stop trying to find a loophole in it and then allow the enemy to trick us, to trick us, glory to God. So if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you've got some gifts. You've got some gifts, or I'll say at least you have one. So do you know what it is yet? Pray, amen, and seek understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what your gifts are, your gift is so that you can get acquainted with it so you can so that you can use it to the glory of god for the good of mankind for the body of christ okay uh the working of miracles there are five categories and i'm just about done the working of miracles one what does number one the working of miracles do and you if you have a pen i hope so if not you can rewind and play this uh one alters the laws of nature they alter the laws of nature. Look at Exodus chapter 14, verses 21 and 22. What happened? What happened going on there? Glory to God. Exodus 14, 21 and 22. And it shows that one of the categories of miracles being worked is that they do what? Alter. They alter the laws of nature. Alter the laws of nature. That's Exodus chapter 21. I'll read it. wasn't planning to, but I will. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 21. While you're flipping, I'm flipping to it. 21 and verse Exodus 14. Okay. Exodus 14 and verse 21 through 22. Exodus 14, 21 through 22. Okay. And it says that Moses stretched out his hand. Over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea up on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall up on them on their right hand and on their left. All right, glory to God. So altering the laws of nature because you know. Except you have the gift of working miracles, you can't stretch your hand out over anything and change it. You can't do it, of course, unless you've been um, empowered with magic, sorcery, trickery, as Simon was before he got saved, glory to God, before he was baptized and changed his life. He was a sorcerer. So unless you're doing something like that, and then it isn't God, it's trickery, and it's you, uh, something from the devil, and you certainly don't want that. But it alters the laws of nature. Okay, the working of miracles one of the five categories alter the laws of nature as in the parting of the Red Sea, Exodus 14, 21 and 22. Also, New Testament scripture for that, John chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. Of course, this is where Jesus uh, changed the water to wine, altered the laws of nature. Number two, reversing human conditions, okay? It reversed human conditions. If you have the gift of working miracles, then 
reversing human conditions is part of it. Scripture reference Acts chapter 3, verse 2, and also uh, 6 through 8 verses. And this is where the man was laying at the gate, beautiful, uh, expecting arms, and Peter and John came. And uh, they was expect he was expecting to receive some money. You know how it goes, but then here comes Peter and John at the hour of prayer. And they're coming to go to the temple to pray. And here this man is begging for money. And Peter says, silver and gold, you know how that goes. Silver and gold have a number such as I have. Give. That's what I'll give you. And I'm paraphrasing it. That's what I'll give you. You can have what I have to give you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, rise up and walk. So that's what happened. And that was a miracle. It reversed his human condition to whereas he was unable to walk. He had been in that condition uh, a long time. You read that yourself, but working on miracles. Reverse human conditions, okay? Number three, delivers from demons. Okay, Luke 11 and 20. Luke 11 and 20, working on miracles will deliver. Uh, that's deliverance in it. You're able to deliver people from demonic spirits, from demonic spirits, and that's in Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Mouth dry, I need to find some water. Luke chapter 11. Okay, hope I'm not boring you. Okay, Luke 11 and 20. That's what you want to highlight. Luke 11 and 20. But if I, Jesus said, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. Okay. This is where he had cast out a dumb devil out. Uh, of a person and they were accusing him of being the devil of being Beelzebub and everything so because why he was able by a miracle to deliver a dumb person a deaf and dumb person is in mute and couldn't hear whatever but anyway he delivered him and that's the working of a miracle and they decided to um, verse 14 says he was casting out a devil and it was dumb, and it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. So this dumb spirit actually had the man mute. He couldn't speak. He couldn't talk until Jesus cast that demon out of him. Glory to God. And then they began to do what they could do, the scribe, Pharisees, I'm telling you, church folks, Sadducees, church folk, church folk, church folk. My goodness gracious, glory to God. Uh, sometimes we just plain don't need to get another dip. Glory to God. But anyway... They began to accuse him of being in cahoots with the devil and claiming that his power came from the devil, knowing good and well, glory to God, that, a, uh, you know, if you divide it, you know, a city divided against itself can't stand. So he said, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is coming to you. So he was not working through the devil. He was working through God, amen, and deliverance from demons is number three of the five categories that uh, is included in the working of miracles, okay? Deliverance from demons. And then number four, widespread Holy Spirit baptism is in Acts 4, uh, 29 through 31. Because why? What happened when Jesus was on the scene? What happened when he worked miracles and opened the eyes of the blind, caused the lame to walk and the deaf to hear and the mute to talk? What happened when withered hands were made whole and leprosy departed from people and, and epilepsy? Uh, those uh, was cast out of people and, and they stopped having seizures. Uh, back in the day, we call stop having fits. What happened? 
the fame of him spread out of what Jesus was doing. Even though at times he would say, tell no man, don't tell anyone that I did it because his time, his hour had not yet come. But you know, when something like that happened, it's going to make the news. It's going to make the news by word of mouth. It's going to make, I mean, just put it on uh, WBBJ. It'll make, it'll make the news, glory to God, per se. So he did, his fame did spread out, and people flocked him, and the multitude followed him. Why? Because he was indeed a miracle-working Savior, glory to God. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost uh, in you or me or whoever, amen, the gift of working of miracles will do the same thing, glory to God. But always remember, dear hearts, whatever your gift is, always remember that it is not for showboating for mankind. It's not a look at me, see me with my great self. Always, always give glory to God because without him, you couldn't inhale nor exhale. Glory to God. Without him, we could do nothing. Glory to God. And God deserves all the glory and all the praise. Glory to God. Glorify the God, God and glorify the Holy Spirit and his work and everything will be all right. Glory to God. You know, a lot of times people like to try to discredit the work of the Holy Spirit in a person and try to do like the uh, like they were doing Jesus and saying that uh, he was the devil when the Holy Spirit was working through him. If you go back to lesson one, you realize that speaking like that and speaking against the move of God, just because you ain't doing nothing. Uh, by the way, speaking against the work of the Holy Spirit leads to blasphemy. Because you are accrediting what the Holy Spirit is doing through a person, whether you like them or not. You are accrediting that to flesh. And that's the Holy Ghost. You're allowing the enemy to use you when you speak against the Holy Ghost using somebody else. So somebody just right now need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. You don't know. I mean, if you straighten up and got your heart right, he would you, you, use you too. He'd use you too. So be careful, little mouth, what you say concerning God's working with somebody else and the move of God in somebody else's life. He's no respect to a person. If he isn't using you, then maybe you should pray and ask why he isn't using you. I guarantee you it is not his fault. It's yours. All right. All right. So come on, church. Let's get ready. Jesus coming soon, and we want to be ready. Uh, it's Yolanda Adams saying, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be ready when he comes. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. That's the fourth widespread Holy Spirit baptism. The Holy Spirit just spreading out and sweeping the city, sweeping the area, sweeping the people. And we're praying for a great outpouring. We're praying for a great revival. We're praying for a great awakening. Glory to God so people can see and believe again the power of the Most High God. He's the same today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. The Holy Spirit, amen, is here. And if we all pray together and band together in prayer, then we will see, amen, this same tight movement and even greater. But my God, even greater, my Lord, glory to God, I believe it. I believe it, praise God. So let's do our part. Our part is to fast. Our part is to read and study the word. Our part is to seek the Lord, glory to God. That's what our part is, amen, and to be obedient. And if we do our part and pray, 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 glory to God, then we will see a great move of God in this place. And I believe it with all my heart. And number five is what? Raising the dead. Acts 9, 40 through 42. Okay? Raising the dead. This is also uh, um, a proof, amen, of, of, of being, having the gift of working miracles. Okay? Of having the ability, having the gift 
to work miracles. Acts 9, 40 through 42. And that says, okay, let me find it here. Okay, Acts 9, 40 through 42 says, But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. So this is where Dorcas or where Tabitha uh, had died, and of course she was a great saint. She made clothing, gave to the widows. She she had good works and great works. She died, and they sent for Peter. Peter went, and he did exactly as our Lord and Savior did uh, while he was here, Peter. Amen. Prayed and she was raised from the dead. And this also is working on miracles. We've seen miracles work at Anointed Church of the Living God. We saw uh, before she passed, we saw uh, Sister Teresa Henry uh, in revival, you know, just she she died there doing the revival and everything. Um, and we also saw, saw God raise her up. We also saw uh, little tree on Henry when he was just a baby and stopped breathing in his daddy's arms there at church on Greenwood and was lifeless and, and uh, his, his father, we were all praying and the Lord brought him back the Lord brought him back also so we, we have seen these examples in, and this is in the life of the church and many more miracles have been worked amen in the life of the church but I'm talking about individually uh these are individual gifts. The power of God was present during the revivals to heal. The power of God was present to deliver. The power of God was present to raise the dead. My God, when we all get together, I'm telling you, there's nothing like the people of God getting together and coming together to worship and to praise the Lord. Glory to God. Worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So the power of God was there to do that. But I'm telling you right now, the power of God through the power of the Holy Ghost is there. If you have the gift of working on miracles, then the power to do those things, they're there. These five things are categories. One, altering laws of nature. Two, reversing human conditions. Three, deliverance from demons. Four, widespread Holy Spirit baptism. Five, raising the dead. Glory to God. All right. These are all categories of the working of miracles. So we thank and we praise God. Amen. This is lesson six. Praise God on the power gifts and the gift of working miracles. So I'm, I'm trusting God and looking, amen, for a great move of God. And guess what? Just maybe one of you listening uh, to this to this uh, podcast, listening to this recording, maybe that gift, amen, is yours. Okay, let's pray and seek the Lord and see and let's do what the Lord said do. Now that's lesson six, getting to know the Holy Ghost, the power gifts, which what the gifts of working miracles don't forget that these nine gifts are in three categories the revelation the revelatory gifts which is a word of wisdom a word of knowledge and discerning of spirits and then their inspiration gifts which are the uh speaking in unknown tongues and um interpreting unknown tongues and prophecy and i always say prophecy also is revelatory glory to god but they put it said inspiration so i go along with what my bible said Praise God with that also. And um, also the power gifts, which is what? Healing, working miracles, and faith. All right? Healing, working miracles, and faith. So that's it.
for right now. God bless you, and I love you, and y'all, glory to God. Let's get some prayer on. Let's get some praise on. And above all, let's everybody pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us. Let us know beyond the shadow of a doubt what our gifts are, what gifts he has given us so that we can be effective, amen, and in the body of Christ and do what the Lord indeed has anointed us to do by his spirit. All right, God bless you. Next time, y'all have a great night. Have a good evening. And remember, I love you and God loves you too. Bye-bye.